ഹമദുഹ <tries> وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دلوش بالله آني والصلاة والسلام Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home if three qualities are found in an individual that person becomes the most beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if three qualities are found in an individual that person becomes the most beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the first function or the first quality is the quality of ilm knowledge knowledge has always been the backbone for the muslims literally the word ilm is translated as knowledge but islamically ilm would mean wahi anything that is connected to revelation revelation is of two types revelation in the form of quran the speech of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the second category of wahi is hadith the words of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that is ilm islamically anything else is just information urdu mein hum usko maloomat kehte hain it is information biology chemistry physics maths everything else is just معلومات او جست انفارميشن علم از قران علم از حديث علم ا ذا وردز اوف انبياء عليهم الصلاه والسلام حضرت مفتی شفیع صاحب had questioned some of the students and he said to them can anyone tell me the definition of علم and you had the students giving different answers Mufti Shafi Sahib said Ilm is that noor Which brings a person Closer to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Ilm is that noor Which brings a person Closer to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala So ilm is very very important This is the first quality The first step The very first verse Revealed upon Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Is the word Iqra Iqra What does Iqra mean? To read Mufassirin have mentioned again here The Ummah Is encouraged That they must Make sure That knowledge is with them at all times This Ummah Is not an illiterate Ummah Alhamdulillah we have the Quran We have the Sunnah 
the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said talabul ilmi farizah to strive for knowledge is farz ala kulli muslimin wa muslima upon every believing man and every believing woman male or female it becomes farz this is the first function the first quality ilm the second quality is amal without amal you are nothing you have divine knowledge and if you don't put into practice then you are nothing therefore we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described Jewish scholars by one specific word in the Quran himar himar means donkeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them knowledge they had knowledge but they did not put that knowledge into practice so Allah is saying it is like books and scriptures that are loaded on the backs of a donkey or on the backs of animals that animal has no value of knowledge so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you knowledge and if you don't put that into practice you are of no use you know salah is farz you know qiyam is farz you know ruku is farz you must know the masail of qiyam, ruku, sujood siyam is farz an individual, a muslim must know the masail it is farz on him to learn the masail of siyam, fasting zakat which is farz hajj which is farz so with ilm you have amal ilm amal that is the second function the third function is ikhlas without ikhlas nothing is accepted uh, sincerity rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said innamal a'malu binniyat even before your action allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at your intention uh, your sincerity, your intention, that is a very powerful tool, a method of a person. Uh, he can become very rich in the hereafter if he makes the right intention. So your intention is extremely important. Wrong intentions, you have no reward. Ilm, amal and ikhlas. This would equal to someone being a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you have ilm, amal and ikhlas, you are the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes awliyaullah in his kalam. Ala inna awliyaullah la khawfun alayhim walahum yahzanoon. For those who are the awliya, as in the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are fully protected, fully covered. They have got nothing to fear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them refuge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them. La khawfun. Un par koi khawf nahi. Koi khatre ki baat nahi. No fear for them. Walahum yahzanun. No pain, difficulty will come to them. They are fully protected. Why? They are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, the definition of a wali can be found in many ahadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One hadith that comes to mind uh, is narrated by Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an. It is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he likes a person. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا أَحَبَّ اللَّهُ الْعَبْدَةِ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes a person, the first thing Allah does is he informs Jibreel. 
Fanada Jibreel. And Jibreel would come in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah would inform Jibreel that I like so and so person because of his taqwa, because of his good actions, because of his a'mal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds that individual in high esteem. And so Jibreel is informed. And Allah says to Jibreel, I like him fa'ahbibhu, so you must like him also. I like him, so you must also like him. In the hadith it comes, فَيُحِبُّ جِبْرَئِيلِ فَيُحِبُّهُ جِبْرَئِيلِ Jibreel alayhi salatu wassalam also begins to like that individual. And that is not all. Jibreel alayhi salatu wassalam is on the seventh asman. Now all these levels of heavens, these are how can I, what, what's the best word to use? Checking posts. Checking posts. It's quality control. What is it? It's quality control. When a person carries out any good deed, the angels take that action, that amal, good deed, up to the heavens and they stop on the first heaven. And you have the angels there at the door. They communicate and they say, what have you brought? And they say, so and so person, mashallah, has done so much tasbih, has read five paras of the Qur'an, we want to present it to the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the first heaven, quality control, check control. You have quality control nowadays, don't you? Nothing should be a reject. The malaika look at that action. And the first thing they look at is the khulus. If there is sincerity khulus, that action is allowed in the first heaven and then it is pushed to the second. From the second it is pushed to the third. Different stages, to the fourth, to the fifth, to the sixth, to the seventh. And then that action is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this announcement is made from Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam in the seven heavens. And he makes an announcement. And he says to all the angels, attention... Can I have your attention? Sab bhai, malaika meri baat sun le. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes so and so person lives in Leicester, in that street. Allah likes him, so all of you must like him. All of the angels must like him. Subhanallah. It is said that, فَيُحِبُّهُمْ فَيُحِبُّهُ أَهْلُ السَّمَاءِ And all of the angels in the heavens like that individual. In fact, that person becomes a legend in the heavens. He becomes a legend. Say, today we have our youth and their favorite football player or anyone who they like and they talk about him and all. This is what he did, this is what he did, this is what he did. The malaika actually talk amongst themselves and they say, Subhanallah, that person living in that city, Allah likes him. He becomes a famous person. He becomes a legend. And that is why the companions were a legend. A legend up in the heavens and a legend for the people here. And in the hadith it comes, ثُمَّ يُوضَعُ لَهُ الْقُبُولُ فِي الدُّنْيَا And in this dunya, the status that is given to them, to them is the maqam of al-qubool. Al-qubool means acceptance. That is why when you find the wali of Allah, everyone will accept them. There is this natural attraction. People are attracted to the 
Awliyaullah and the Sulaha. And this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the definition of Awali. Ulama have mentioned this maqam is for Awliyaullah. Awliyaullah. Coming to the mind is something that I read yesterday with regards to two brothers. One we know as the great Sufi, Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi. Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi. Imam Ghazali was known as Muhammad Ghazali. He had a brother whose name was Ahmad Ghazali. Both of them were great scholars. Muhammad Ghazali, the famous Imam Ghazali who's written Kimya-i Sa'adat and the famous Ihya'ul Ulumuddin, he was more scholarly, more scholarly. His brother Ahmad was a Sufi alim, a spiritual doctor. He was the doctor for the heart. Both of them were great scholars. The father passed away at a very young age. They were under the custody of their mother. The mother, uh, mashallah, brought them up. It is said that Imam Ghazali was the Imam of his local masjid. But Ahmad Ghazali would never perform salah behind any Imam. He would perform salah wherever he wanted to. And therefore he did not even perform salah behind his own brother. Now you know Awamun Nas, uh, they can spread rumors very very quickly. Oh look at the two brothers. Uh, he is a great imam and his brother does not even want to perform salah behind him. Maybe he has seen something about Muhammad Ghazali. Ahmad Ghazali does not want to pray behind Muhammad Ghazali. And so this was difficult for Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi. So Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi went to the mother and said, Mother, look what people are speaking, my congregation. They are saying that Ahmad Ghazali, my brother, for some reason he's not praying behind me, maybe there's something wrong in me. So the mother said to Ahmad Ghazali that, no, you have to read behind your brother Salah. You have to read Salah behind your brother Muhammad Ghazali. Imam Ahmad Ghazali looked at the mother and said, Mother, if you insist, I will perform salah behind my brother, Imam Muhammad Ghazali. In the night, Imam Ghazali rahmatullah came to the masjid and he said, Allahu Akbar, people were looking for the first time, Ahmad Ghazali is in the masjid. Ahmad Ghazali, a great scholar, Sufi scholar, he was a great alim, both of them were alim. Imam Ghazali rahmatullah made imamat, the brother was behind him. It is said that Imam Ahmad Ghazali only made taklid of his brother for one rakat. In the second rakat, slowly he slipped away from the first rakat. After completing the first rakat, in the second rakat, he just broke off from the salah, slipped away. Allahu Akbar. Now, things were even worse than what they were before. People started saying, what kind of a scholar is he? Ahmad Ghazali does not even want to perform a complete salah behind Imam Ghazali. <coughs> Again, rumor spread, rumor spread. It becomes difficult for Imam Ghazali, rahmatullahi Imam Ghazali says to the mother, this is what had happened. My brother did not even want to complete the complete four rakats of Isha. The mother got very angry. Call the son, come here. What is this that you are doing? You haven't even performed a complete salah behind your brother. 
So he said, Mother, I only read Salah behind your son, behind my brother, because you told me to. And she said, what is the reason for you to slip away in the second rakat? He said, when my brother was in front of me, I looked at the condition of his heart. This is known as tawajju in the spiritual world. Maybe some people might not understand that. But some of the akabirin, the shuyukh, have this ability, what is known as tawajju, what is known as at times they can even monitor your condition of the heart. Subhanallah, uh, my Sheikh Hazrat Peer Ghulam Habib Sahib, when he came to Heathrow Airport, a lot of the people would say, uh, it's very difficult to embrace him, to do mu'anakah with him, to do mu'anakah with him. Alhamdulillah, I had an opportunity and I embraced him, did mu'anakah. We are in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe me, some of these people, the, their condition of the heart is very different. You could actually hear from the heart the words Allah, Allah hitting you. You can actually hear the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is known as the zikr of isme zat. The zikr of isme zat pounding on you. It's hitting you. Subhanallah. And it is said that this was his karamat, Peer Ghulam Habib Naqshbandi. Rahmatullah alayhi. May Allah bless him. He has passed away. Great Sheikh. If you were to do bay'ah on his hands and if he was to grip your hands, that person would immediately start to cry. Immediately start to cry. This was his karamat. So Imam Ahmad Ghazali, again, he was a great Sufi scholar. So he said, when my brother was performing salah, I looked at the condition of his heart. In the first rakat, alhamdulillah, his concentration level was very high, connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the second rakat, I noticed that the mind drifted away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it would be difficult for me to perform salah behind an imam who himself is not connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can't perform salah behind my brother. It was only the first rakah that I could see that his heart was with Allah. In the second rakah, the heart drifted somewhere else. Wait, aap koi Allah ke wali to nahi hai yaan, ke humare condition ko dekh le. Someone said to me that, Mali sahab, have you got an alarm at your house? I said, no, not that I can think of, no. Have you got an alarm fixed to your car? And I said, no. He said, Alhamdulillah, now I can pray namaz behind you. I said, subhanallah. Are you right? So, I said to him, if I was to have an alarm in my property where I live, or the, my car, you would not pray namaz behind me? He says, no, 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 this is against tawakkul. This is against the yaqeen, the tawakkul of you must have full tawakkul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said, tomorrow next you will tell me to leave my doors open and go to sleep. <laughs> huh? Even the doors of masjid and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are shut. Subhanallah, people have, you know, different ways of thinking. Once I was talking about uh, Fir'aun. And after Jumu'ah, someone came to me and says, La hawla wa la quwwata how can you do ghibat? I said, what ghibat? 
You see, you are actually talking behind Firaun. Hakikat mein, this is not no mazag, this is the truth. And you find some people, their level of understanding, people are very dry sometimes, very khushk. Khair, Allahu Akbar. So Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi's brother, he said that his mind drifted away, so I can't perform salah behind a man who himself as an imam is not connected to Allah. And so the mother said, okay. And so she looked at Imam Ghazali and said, now you tell me, is it the truth what your brother is saying that in the second rakat, your mind, your thoughts was somewhere else? And he looked at his brother and he said, yeah, what he is saying is the truth. In the first rakat, my concentration was with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mother, what had happened is just before salah, just before salah, a group of people came to me with some masail questions. And it was time for salah. So somehow the shaitan drifted my mind into those questions. And in my second rakat, I started thinking of those masail. Now he was not even thinking of dunya. He was thinking of the masail, being very scholarly. This is who he was. He was a faqih. He became a Sufi later on in his life. So I was thinking on the Masail. So the mother said, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. None of my children are of any good use to me. None of my children are of any good use to me. Now these two were great scholars of their time and for the mother to say that. Imagine how pious the mother must be. So both of them said to the mother, Amijan, what do you mean that we are of no use to you? And she said, well look at your brother Ahmad. Instead of making sure that his heart is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is too busy inquiring into the conditions of other people. He is prowling and looking at the condition of other people and their conditions when he himself must be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here you are as a great scholar, you can't even maintain four rakats of Isha Salah with full concentration and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what good use are both of you to me? It is said that Imam Ghazali and Ahmad Ghazali started weeping, weeping and crying. After this incident, subhanallah, it is written in the Sawanih, that they adopted the, the highest level in their salah. And later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the maqam of wilayat to Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi. No one knows his brother Ahmad Ghazali, but certainly the whole world knows Imam Muhammad or Abu Hamid al-Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi, who has written the most beautiful kitab, Ihya ulumul Sunnah, Ulumuddin, the other kitab that he has written is also Kimiyai Sa'adat. So on the subject of Awliyaullah, the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you become the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are protected. Generally this maqam is given to you with these three functions, ilm, amal and ikhlas. Going back to our subject, sahabai kiram ajma'een, their level of wilayat was so high, so high. The maqam of ilm, amal and ikhlas in the companions was of such high degree 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the maqam of Rizwan that is even higher than the maqam of wilayat. Maqam of wilayat is one maqam, one status. Higher than that is the maqam of Rizwan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned وَرِذْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ No maqam is greater than the maqam of Rizwan. Rizwan would mean Allah gives that individual the certificate of Jannah in this dunya. So every time you take the name of Sahaba, what will you say? رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْ What does that mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them. And this is qat'i. This is qat'i without a doubt. Without a doubt, Allah is pleased with them. And when Allah is pleased with them, they are guaranteed a position in Jannah. So for all of the Sahaba, it is the maqam of Rizwan. وَالسَّابِكُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْسَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُونَ بِإِسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوعًا Many verses of the Qur'an that speak of this title given to Sahaba-i-Kiram Ajma'een. You find some people, uh, when, when it comes to even describing awliyaullah, or even their shuyukh, they will say, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُ I've heard some people even say, Hazrat Abdul Qadir Jilani radiyallahu ta'ala Now oh, that is going to the extreme. Hazrat Abdul Qadir Jilani radiyallahu ta'ala Now there is no end to ta'wil. There is no end to ta'wil. When a person wants to give uh, a different meaning from what is discussed by the fuqaha, obviously the argument can just continue and continue. But these are specific exclusive terms that are only reserved for who? Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een. So when you use the term Radiallahu Ta'ala An, it means that that person is a Sahabi who stayed in the company of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he passed away in the condition of Iman. So the highest ranked person are the companions and they are given the maqam of Rizwan. On the subject of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala From amongst all of the Sahaba He was a sahibi karamat sahabi He was a sahibi karamat sahabi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Had given him extraordinary powers in a sense That miracles are performed by Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam And they are uh, in the Arabic language Perhaps miracles can be translated as mu'ajiza, mu'ajiza for Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam. When a person is not a Nabi, and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the public or people something which would be difficult for a normal person to carry out, that is known as a karamat. From all the companions, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was that sahabi who had many karamats given to him many many karamats in the last session we talked about Hazrat uh, Umar radiallahu ta'ala and standing on the pulpit on a Friday and what did he say what did he say Umar Farooq he said ya sari' al-jabal ya sari' al-jabal hundreds and hundreds of miles away Hundreds and hundreds of miles away from Madinatul Munawwara, Hazrat Umar could see Hazrat Sari and the enemies were coming to attack Hazrat Sari from the back. And he said, Ya Sari, Ya Sari al Jabal. 
it is said the three, four famous uh, karamats of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala when Muslims had taken over Egypt it is said that annually the Egyptians would perform a human sacrifice to the river Nile river Nile is the longest river in the world is it? I think that is the case it is the longest river in the world river Nile I'm sure I've read that. And at times what would happen is one part of the river Nile would the river Nile would stop its water flowing in the different parts of Egypt. And what the Egyptians would do they would perform a human sacrifice. And this was all done again by sihr magic and the jinns that were there. So the jinns would take control of that part of the river Nile and would want human sacrifice. The minute human sacrifice has been performed again you, fi- you would find the free flow of river Nile. So all of the Egyptians would have were practicing this for many many years. When the Muslims had taken control of Egypt a letter was written to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, that only one section of Egypt can benefit from the water of the Nile and the other section is deprived. What are we to do? They want us to sacrifice a human, human sacrifice. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an wrote a letter. Isko hum taweez kehte hain. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an wrote a letter and he gave it to a person, a messenger and said to him, go and give this to Amr ibn al-As in Egypt and tell him to post my letter in the river Nile. To post it in the river Nile. Scholars have mentioned that the contents of the letter, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an had written, Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem, O river Nile, if you flow by the permission of Allah, then flow. Otherwise, we don't need you, we don't need your water, we don't want your water to benefit anyone. This letter was posted in the river Nile immediately. Ulama have mentioned until today, until today, the shayateen have got no access of river Nile. This is the karamat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Once as a khalifa, Madinatul Munawwara was struck with a powerful earthquake. Powerful earthquake. The earth started shaking. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala would carry a whip all the time. He would have a whip. And he whipped the ground very uh, strongly. And he, and he said that has Umar not done justice to you that you start shaking? Has Umar not done justice to you that you start shaking? Scholars have mentioned immediately the earth stopped shaking. The earthquake stopped there and then. This is the karamat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. Once fire had broken out into the different sections of the Arabian Peninsula and it continued for many miles, many miles. People were helpless. They had no means to extinguish that fire. So they came running to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and they said, Amirul Mu'mineen, we are suffering. The fire is spreading rapidly for many miles. What do we do? Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala took he took off his kurta 
And he said, take my, my kurta and put my kurta on the fire. And he said that they took the kurta from Madinatul Munawwara and put his kurta into the fire. Immediately, that entire region where fire was burning, it was extinguished. Totally. These are the karamats of Sayyidina Amr ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. And when you read the seerah of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, so many events, so many karamats, uh, all uh, that are uh, part of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and important decisions, his character. There is no end to this great man, the seerah of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Inshallah ta'ala, in the next session, we will touch on perhaps the futuhats uh, that took place uh, in the khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Allah ba'karik wa tawfiq de wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين